Hi and welcome to episode 2 of season 2 of the Crazy X Club. Hi guys, how are you doing? Um, I'm super excited. I'm always excited, aren't I? I'm still now wondering whether I just say, I'm excited all the time. I need the, um, I'm so excited to be my theme song maybe. Maybe I need that instead of my do-do-do-do that will be playing behind me so uh, but yeah it was super duper excited so um i had um, a lovely lady um come talk to me tonight and i just had to stitch together the kind of intros and then the outro at the end so that this episode could get straight on to all my little podcast sites so you guys can listen to it so um this week i was talking to mother civil servant and now published author joe barker and who had just recently published um, a book called The Joy of Jars and part memoir, part cookbook, part rom-com. So lots of little elements, but it's about a lady coming out of divorce and what she did to sort of rebuild her life. And as I said to Joe, I can't think why I thought that there was good correlation between her project and my project here on the podcast. So we had a lovely chat. There's a lot of ways that our stories um, are quite similar. Um, so a lot of sound, you might hear me say, yes, I really relate to that because I truly do guys, because um, she's lived quite a similar sort of story in terms of breakup, in terms of me sort of fiercely independent working full-time um looking after children alongside that um, and it's the book's absolutely lovely it's such a lovely warm poignant tale um so i really recommend you get it check out the show notes um all the links that you need of the things that joe describes all the links are in there but if you just want to sort of search for the book the book is called the joy of jars so go and get it it's such a lovely read um you know give it to your mother or something like that as well it will make a lovely present or find a single mother and just hand one to her and we will all love it but yes but men too you can also enjoy it so joy of jars guys go and get it it's on amazon um and she's also raising money from the book um to gingerbread which is the charity for single parents so you can do a little bit for charity um at the same time so really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as i enjoyed um being getting to be part of it and we're gonna go right in and i'll meet you at the other side and we'll have a little chat later how's about that speak to you in a bit hi hi crazy exes so i am here i am here with mother civil servant and now published author of the book the joy of jazz hello to joe barker hello how are you Fine, thanks. Hi, Emma. How are you? I'm very good. We are doing this um, interview at <laughs> quite a late time in the evening, so I'm feeling so privileged that people are like, saying yes and giving up some of their spare time. So thanks for giving up some evening time to come and chat to me. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Um, so as you know, my podcast is all about breakups. You might have just published a book that I've just alluded to, which kind of covers a theme of divorce and recovering after a divorce. So I don't know what brought us together today in that kind of mystical theme that's brought us together. <laughs> but that's true, isn't it? Just, just kind of published a book. I have, yes. It's called The Joy of Jars, and it's a fictionalised and I hope funny account of my life as a, as a very single mom. Um, and I did that to enter a, a gingerbread competition for new writers. And uh, I didn't win, but I started, so I finished. And uh, yeah, it's very much about sort of um, 
break up and then and recovery and you know really sort of finding a new life and a new um, a new sort of enjoyable life um, afterwards through family and friends etc. Awesome so as I tend to do let's get straight into that let's get into your story what part of your story do you kind of want to share with the guys today? Uh, well, I think as this podcast is about sort of, you know, about how you recover from these things, and this is really what my book is about. It's about coping mechanisms, um, and it's about not putting too much pressure on yourself. And actually, that um, I, for me, a big thing um, in the book and in real life was um, when um, sort of the the hero, the um, the male lead, asks, you know, what is the sort of success is journalist, and he says, what's the thing you sort of think about the most your sort of greatest triumph and your worst moment and it's sort of the worst moment was thinking that she'd failed um, and the triumph was realizing that actually she could do this and that's a very true thing for me and that really that what is what the whole book is about is about you know we we can do this like you have not failed life has not ended there is so much more to do and to enjoy and and actually I personally feel that my life has probably been in many ways enriched and better and more adventurous than it would have been yeah I yeah completely I actually remember thinking oh my god I could never cope and then I had a massive revelation I was like the only extra thing really I've got to do is put the bins out like that was like the biggest change to sort of begin with so from that kind of A to B so that start of oh I've failed to no I've actually completely got this what were some key moments between that A and B what was like one of the first moments you went, oh actually I think I am going to be okay yeah, I think actually, if I can just slightly turn on the head, I, I will just say I don't think it's ever easy, um, and I'm you know I'm not going to pretend there are moments when you, it really you know sort of a, sort of putting the bins out, but actually it's sort of way for me it was waking up three o'clock in the morning with a crying baby um, and thinking I've got nobody to turn to, and I, now it's sort of this was I'm so old this was before any kind of social media, um, so I couldn't even look at my phone and see who else was awake at three o'clock in the morning. Um, but it, but it's about and I think it was really I'm not I was trying to think about you know if there were any sort of moments of I can do and I'm not sure there was p- the particular moments but it was actually sort of incremental steps there were certain things I moved house um, and I have to say the actual moving house was probably um, almost one of the worst days of my life not quite because it was I was only moving house let's you know get real um, but it was I, I actually just before Christmas and the day had had to change and I'd had all these offers of help and in the end um, people couldn't quite help and I was trying to do it by myself and then I realised I forgot the shed and that was absolutely full of stuff and I threw something else over the fence thinking I'd go and get it the next day at least they wouldn't see it when they moved in <laughs> and it was just a complete and utter nightmare but see, when I moved it got to the house with the children um, that we were moving to and it was sort of the house that I had bought uh, like the song my house I bought it uh you know um by myself I'd done this by myself I'd moved by myself we were in there sitting there by the time my mum had arrived she had bought wine which was very important and um I sat there sort of drinking the wine and say it was Christmas so we had one tiny little fiber optic Christmas tree but I thought do you know I, I, I that was perhaps the most yes this is my new life now and I can do this um, if I can do today, I can do anything. Sort of, and, uh, and so I think perhaps that was the moment. But otherwise, I think it was quite sort of small steps. And I sort of, you know, woke up and thought, actually, this is okay. 
yeah complete yeah so yeah apologies I do kind of I do get a bit blasé about it it's my coping mechanism (laughs) never apologize Emma that's one of the rules (laughs) (laughs) Um, and in terms of so I know something I really struggle with and I've really had to overcome is asking for help so I really but I've always branded myself I am independent I don't ask for help because that is a sign of weakness I've really had to get over myself with that did you have a similar kind of thing sort of reaching out to people I think that's right I think I think it's really important that you do ask for help um you know um the way there is a reason that most people do this together because actually it's hard work and you kind of do need more than one person um and I've yeah I mean some friends have always been really really important to me um, and one of the things I'd had, I hadn't moved that long into a new area, so I didn't have the sort of friends network, but I knew that I needed that. So actually, I sort of went out deliberately to make friends. It felt like I was five again. So sort of, will you be my friend? I think I scared a few people off, but eventually I cornered a few who couldn't escape and were there long enough to think, oh, she's not that bad when she gets back. So, uh, you know, so it, it, yes, I think, I think for me, it wasn't so much that I'm, I'm quite you know, I'm quite used to, I didn't mind asking for help, but it was the who do you ask? Mm. And actually, if there's not, you have, sometimes you just have to completely get out of your comfort zone and just think, um, but I was very, very lucky because I had um, my mum and dad who were fantastic. And I certainly had to rely on them a lot. And now that I'm the age that they were when I was asking them for, because for me, the, the breakup and my children are adults now. So when this was all happening, was, you know, quite some, 20, about 20 odd years ago, um, and my, I'm now the age my parents were, and I'm thinking, oh, if my daughter was around every day with two kids in tow, <laughs> my mum and dad are really seeing a new light, with great admiration for, for them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's similar, isn't it? When you start, when you have your children, you kind of, you find that kind of relatable. Yeah, and I guess that comes round, that comes round again. So in terms of the biggest challenge we've gone through, moving house, anything did anything ever get harder than that? Any other big challenges you can think of that you overcame? I think um, a lot of it is sort of the guilt. You have to sort of tell yourself not to feel guilty and, and, and working full time. And I've, I've continued to work full time. Um, and I was lucky to be able to do that and have a job that I enjoyed. Um, but I think that that was a struggle sometimes. And you sort of you'd leave early, come back late sometimes. And I, I would feel very guilty. And, and occasionally the children would say, you know, that they preferred the childminder, who was a lovely lady. Um, but you know, that's not, <laughs> not always what you want to hear. But uh, so, but it is. It's kind of yeah, coming to terms with that, and sort of it was. It was quite hard working, but I'm you know I'm glad I'm glad I did it. Um, but it, it, I think that was the biggest challenge, sort of every day getting up, going to work, coming home again, and then starting all over again with the, with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it, yeah I, I really do relate to that and you kind of get that thing of where it's such precious time when you've got to go out to work and then you've just got that precious couple of hours and I still almost get a bit of dread I'm like I hope we have a good evening tonight because I don't want to spend the two hours in a battle um so I've sort of I have started reading the book and I'm loving it um and I think um the character in it sort of made a decision um to sort of willfully remain single. And that is definitely where I'm at now, right now. I I tried to do a little bit of online dating and it was the most horrendous kind, kind of decision I ever Tell made. Tell me about it, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, no. So I've made a real conscious decision. I want to be on my own. I want to get used to my company, figuring out what I want 
and then if I mean my thing is now that my I've put my bar so very very high I mean <laughs> who knows if anyone will come in and like sort of fit that but I feel really I feel much better for sort of making that decision how was that for you in terms of the you said focus on career focus on your children it's that kind of having even any time to even think about bringing someone else in so when did you kind of feel a bit more comfortable about approaching dating yeah I think you totally I identify with everything you just said Emma and and uh, yeah for me it was it was a willful thing but initially when I first put up yes this kind of oh I failed and I, I need to immediately get somebody else because then I won't have failed and sort of prove my worth and 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 like you, you were saying I had some horrendous um stories to tell but uh, actually you know part of the sort of coping mechanism for that was I sort of touched on my friends about amusing anecdotes and then they would say have you got any more amusing anecdotes <laughs> which is basically code for terrible dates and uh, and and then I just thought you know I'm just give up on this and yeah and I was sort of I just and as you say if already had a full-time job hours precious with the children really didn't want to be going and spending it with somebody else as well so so I and, and it does help you grow and helps you recover and it's not right for everybody I'm not saying everybody should do that but it's certainly the right thing for me um, and I think it was as the children got older and they started to get their own lives and I just felt, yeah, completely um, sort of mended. And I had more time when they were off with their friends. They didn't particularly want to spend time with me. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, I've got the space now uh, to do this. Um, but e even then, it was I couldn't really be bothered. It mm -hmm. felt a bit like dieting. I'd quite like to be slim, but I, I also quite like eating cake. So it was, yeah, I'd quite like to have a boyfriend, but can I be bothered to put makeup on and uh, go out and do all the sort of necessaries? So I, I thought, no, I can't really be bothered to do that. Um, but my, it, it was more sort of from my friends. Um, I went to a book club and they don't, we sort of met every six weeks. And I didn't know them outside of the book club. They're friends of friends. Um, and um, so they kept saying, how's your love life? And I said, look, you're not allowed to ask anymore unless you've got someone to suggest. And otherwise, and, and nothing happened. And then each week, each time we met, they'd suggest some ridiculous, like 80-year-old window cleaner or something. And then just one day they suggested... Um, Andy, who is now my my husband, and uh, and uh, so I said, oh, okay, he's of he's of the right age, and uh, you know he's got all his own teeth. That'll do. I'll try it. So, and it, it was just kind of, and it kind of worked. So, it was, yeah, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, that's kind. Of, it sort of just again, just sort of happened gradually. And it's good. I think it's so much healthier. And again, I had the same reaction where I need to prove something. I need to prove there's nothing wrong with me, I think was in my head, because it's that sort of you have to go through such a feeling of that rejection. If it's you that's been left, there's just that whole other level of rejection that you have to go through. So I think I was like, I just need to know that someone else finds me attractive. And I did get that confirmation just wasn't the people that you want to find you attractive so that brought in another layer of depression but before I start going off a tangent on that I just wonder if you could look back on the the Joe in those really early moments was like I feel like I failed and I'm not sure how I'm going to cope you give a one a one line piece of advice what would you tell her one line I think would be don't be so don't put so much pressure on yourself you know take it easy be kind to yourself I think is what I'd say um you know that you're, you're worth more than that yeah oh that is 
lovely advice that's so don't, don't you. you just wish you could meet your future <laughs> self because I would be so nice to, to the Emma two years ago if she had me as a friend she'd be absolutely fine so um in terms of your story anything else that you kind of want to share I'm I might be moving the podcast on slightly but we've got plenty of time if you still want to chat through anything um in terms of the of the book uh, I think um in, or in terms of my story generally my own story yeah so I think, just, I think oh sorry yeah go ahead I think in in, in terms of my own story yeah I mean I was thinking you were talking about um when you gave sort of the one line if I can cheat and say a little bit extra as well um I think the, the other sort of advice you're talking about being a friend I, I, I just I do because I can't actually go back in time and be, be my friend back in time I do try where if I come across people who are saying you know who who would like some advice hopefully I don't sort of impose it on <laughs> But I do try if there's an opportunity to, you know, with other sort of single parents, if it feels appropriate. And I think that it's about sort of also about letting it go. And um, just really, for me, the biggest thing I think that actually helped me to recover was um, sort of thinking about them in terms sort of somebody said indifference is the best revenge. And whilst revenge may not be a word we want to use, it actually it is the best way of recovering. Because if you hold any sort of bitterness or any hate or anything like that, actually, it's only you. Because you're not hurting the other person because they're merrily getting on with their lives or anything or any sort of angst. If you can just sort of get rid of that and actually genuinely. And, it, and it, again, you can't do that immediately. You almost have to pretend. You have to start by pretending you don't care. And then after a while, you actually find, find that you genuinely don't. And I think that's the best piece of advice that I've, I've ever actually had in terms of recovering is, is really don't hold any grudges. Let it, let it go. Be like frozen. Let it go. Let's start singing. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree. And actually on the subject of advice, I often attribute you to the best piece of advice I was ever given. Oh, um, do you? <laughs> yeah, so this is right. I'm no, scared but... now. <laughs> Joe was um, Joe used to be my manager, and I love every moment. Like over ten years ago, because that's like how long it's been. Um, and I used to sort of really struggle with deadlines and things like that, and because I was so stressed about getting feedback on work. And Joe told me good today is better than perfect tomorrow and successfully uh, that has stayed in my head all this time and it is really helping cure me of my perfectionism and I really wanted to make sure I mentioned it today because it has stayed with me a long long time well I still say that to my team Emma even now (laughs) (laughs) some of them were there when you were there so they've been hearing it for more than 10 years (laughs) and they're still not they're still not paying attention well I am so I pass. <laughs> uh, that's very kind of you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think yeah, that actually is a is a life less life lesson as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely comes in handy with parenting <laughs> as well. Um, brilliant. So my only sort of request before we get onto your to your own project is I have a playlist on Spotify. It's called You Got This, and it's just full of songs. Um, that me and my Facebook group have started to curate. But I just thought really nice for guests to come on and give us that song that either still lifts them up now or was like real sort of key during that kind of survival period. So Joe, what song are you adding to our You Got This list? I am going to add Hi by the Lighthouse family, oh. which when you first listen to it, it doesn't necessarily sound like a really upbeat song. But actually, I'm 
one of these people who really listens to the lyrics of a song um you know and it, and it says we're gonna get so high we're gonna get you know it's darker than december but soon it'll get lighter and impossible is easy when you're with me and actually although it, again you might think well that's a bit of a love song for me i used to listen to that when the children were smaller or just small and they were small and um I, I used to listen to that a lot and for me it was sort of the we was me and the children um you know we are going to get through this it will be better as long as we've got each other everything will be fine and uh, and it's it's yeah it's really been something and in fact for my 50th birthday my daughter got the the uh, music sort of you, know, you can have a picture of the sort of sound um and uh, she bought me that framed it so i've got that actually framed in in the kitchen so that's a really mm. sort of important song to us as a family so there wasn't much sort of to debate there for that for me for this one that is that is brilliant consider it added it will go on and the link to the spotify playlist goes on so you can check it out uh, and see Excellent. what other people have added as well <laughs> um so in terms of like my bit that's been absolutely brilliant and say to everybody thank you so much for coming on and sharing you know sharing these personal stories it's a huge thing to come and do so thank you and again I said we're at crazy o'clock in an evening so giving up your time to do it as well but we also want to talk about what's Joe got going on in her life that she wants our listeners to sort of hear about so the floor is now yours thank you very much you may have noticed I might have accidentally mentioned it a few <laughs> times oops uh, I have I have self-published a book. It's called The Joy of Jars. It is, as I say, it's a tale of what I've called a tale of heartburn, cooking sauces and second helpings of love. And there is a very deliberate food theme there. It's part rom-com, part cookbook and part memoir. Um, and the cookbook element is that there are about 15, 16 cooking sauce recipes in there, which got me through life. My coping mechanism was not putting too much pressure on myself in the kitchen. I've never really liked cooking. Just anywhere near an oven terrifies me. I don't even cook now, I'm um, anti-cooks. Um, so, and, but I did do, so it's sort of pasta bake, chicken tonight. Although that's not actually called that in the book because I don't want to get sued for copyright. Um, and uh, all sorts of, you know, sort of um, sweet and sour chicken, all sorts of different recipes that you can do. Easy tea time solutions. So that's the recipes, but there is actually a story there of two timelines, um, a past, a before timeline of the, the main character, Sally, um, sort of breaking up with her husband and being on her own with the children. And then the same character, Sally, in the after future timeline. And the, the future timeline, Sally, um, she has um, sort of chosen to be alone um, to, and chosen to sort of not again with the sort of she's sort of avoiding men and meal times and after she actually her husband left her in a soft play barn third birthday party so she's also avoiding multicolored plastic balls um and uh, yeah so she's um but then one sort of for, for reasons that become apparent in the book um the lack of a man in her life or her bed becomes the, the tea time news and it actually makes her wonder whether it's about time she sort of questioned this this trusted recipe for survival and she thinks about adding a dash of spice to her life um, and so that basically is is sort of what the story is about and it's about and it's as I say it's intended to be humorous and sort of just take a but equally there are there are sad bits um, in the in the book as well so uh, so yeah so um, if people would like to, to buy the book it's available on, on Amazon if you um, search the joy of jars I also have a um, website, a WordPress website called um, thejoyofjars.wordpress.com. Um, I'd very much like it if, if people 
wanted to follow me on at Joanne Barker um, on Twitter or The Joy of Jazz book on, on Facebook. Um, and uh, what I should have said is that I'm actually raising money for gingerbread. I think I said at the beginning of this that I, I entered a competition run by gingerbread with Trapeze Books, the publishers. And I'm actually donating one pound for every book sold um, up to 500 pounds to gingerbread, a single parent charity. And I'm currently running a competition on um, social media at the moment. If you follow, like, and share any of my, my social media, you could to, up to the 31st of March, um, you can um, be entered to a prize draw to win a signed book and a bouquet of flowers direct to your home. So, uh, so yes, I'm very key, you know, I'm really do, do please go and have a look. And if you, you can buy the book, a paperback, which that's, I think, currently £6.27. You can get it on ebook for 99p, or if you use Kindle Unlimited, it is on Kindle Unlimited, so you can actually read it for free. Um, but for me, I'd really, I'm not, it's not about sort of fame and money, although that would be nice, never say no. But uh, actually, what I'm keen, I really love people to read my story and to let me know what they think of my story. That's so much more important to me. So uh, so please, if, you, if, if you're thinking about it, do go and, and, and have a look. Thank you. And we'll put all those links and we'll go in the episode um, notes as well. So guys, that's all going to be in there. Go and check it out. It's really awesome. Um, Joe, you need to think about recording it as an audio book or I'm available for voice work if you would like. To oh, well, to. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also give like a chance to say good today is better than perfect tomorrow again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I bring it all. I bring it all. Um, just like a one observation, though, like I'm loving like the rom-com the cookbook a memoir is that so it can get in three genres <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes exactly you've seen through me completely emma because <laughs> you're a marketeer by trade so i am i am but this has been so so lovely and again i'm so grateful uh, to you coming on so joe thanks so much for joining me today welcome thanks. to the crazy x club Thank you so much for inviting me, Emma. It's been, I've really enjoyed it. It's been great fun. Thank you. Lovely. Speak to you soon. Bye. Hey, hey. So it's that little part of the episode where I just come in and check in and chat that you enjoyed that. How good was that? Just two single mums chatting it through about what we did when um, when we became single mums and some steps that we took. Such a relatable conversation for me. Um, so much fondness for Joe. Like I've sort of mentioned on the podcast, I have known her a really long time. Um, she was my manager and uh, yeah, so we've, and you know, and we're now, we're sort of back in touch through these two different projects. It's amazing, like not spoken in a long, long time. And then um, she got this book coming out and I kind of got going with this podcast. So we kind of met, um, met up in the middle and it's been really lovely sort of reconnecting and sort of chatting through some things with her. So there's a, there's a wine, a wine o'clock um, in all senses of the word sort of coming our way, hopefully when the world reopens. But thanks very much again to Jo for giving up her time and coming to share her story. Um, so remember, guys, the book's called The Joy of Jars. Um, go and have a little look for it on Amazon. I'll also put the links into it in the episode description so you can find it there. Um, but go find it. It's, ever, it's such a warm, um, lovely story um, to sort of read through. So if you're having a staycation, grab one, get it in there so you can read it by the pool or something like that because we love a rom-com by the pool, don't we? So 
go get it and then my stuff what do i need to remind you about i feel like if you listen to enough of these episodes you can reel off what i'm gonna say before i'm even gonna say it because i'm gonna tell you come and find my facebook page if you want to know when episodes go up it's probably the first place i put it so you definitely want to go there i even sometimes just sometimes put the occasional funny post um who knows i never know what's gonna happen it depends what mood i'm in but mainly it's a page if you are interested in seeing when stuff's coming um learning about guests and things like that if they've got information i might put some information on there um, as we go along if you are yourself struggling with some of the things that we talk about on the podcast then there's a private facebook group um, also called Crazy X Club. So come and find us on there as well. It's such a warm, welcoming group. Um, I've said it a few times, we're quite small in number, but the quality, it's through the roof, guys. It's such a lovely group of people and I love interacting with them. And again, sometimes we even have a little giggle in there as well. But if you want something that you want to share and you just want a bit of support and you want to do that in a private space, that's what that group is there for. Um, I pop in there. Um, I love sort of chatting to people. So that's a different way to sort of come and interact um, with me as well. If, if that would float your boat. And the last thing I need to let you know about is I'm just sneaking into TikTok at the minute. So I joined TikTok. There's a few videos up there. It is mainly to do with things like Crazy X Club. So it's like little snippets of advice, just sort of things because obviously you've got a one minute limit. So it's kind of that. It's not all about that though. Put a few line of duty predictions on there just because I could and I just felt it was important that I shared with the world that I knew exactly what was going to happen at the end of line of duty turns out I didn't have a clue but the point is I made it so come and find me on there I'm just called the crazy x on there no club uh, so yeah come and find me on there I don't really know what I'm doing so it's a it's worth it even if you just want to have a giggle um but that's about it from me um sort of similar to episode one i absolutely love doing these interviews so i'm so happy that the podcast is going in this direction and if starting to hear other people come to chat to me um is inspiring you please please come and have a little word in my ear come and drop me a message or something and we will sort something out and we will chat too um yeah come and do it it's lovely it's just lovely conversations so really enjoying it guys have an amazing rest of your week and weekend and we will speak again really soon peace and love peace and love